It is a Friday, and Fridays are always exciting, exciting because for me, I get a chance to talk to you and talk to you with the guest that we bring on on a Sports Live with a PBK. My name is Barring Batu Gorgeous. Everybody calls me PBK, including Paige, our producer, who is far much better today than she was last week. Shame, she was under the weather, but I can see she is back with a spring on her step. Great, 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 Paige. And we've got a guest. Today, we're not going to be talking football as in football, as in a player, as in a captain, as in a coach and stuff like that. But we're going to talk football as in outside of the four white lines, outside of the green field. We're going to talk football as in what happens perhaps in the boardroom. We'll talk football in terms of looking at what sponsorship involves, at what COVID-19 is doing to the global economy and football is no exception in as far as that is concerned. And to be able to do this more thoroughly and with a more expert opinion, I would like you to join me in welcoming our guest today who is going to be sharing this with us. And her name is Seishani Lishaba. Her occupation is managing partner. MP, not MT, she told me. I'm an MP, not member of parliament, but a managing partner at a Playmakers. Hi, this is Steve Compeller from Golden Arrows. If you thought I was a son of the soil, check the real soil. Just listen to Sports Live with BBK. They don't come any darker. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Sports Live with PBK. And allow me to welcome her to this platform. Sports Live with PBK welcomes you, Seishani. Hello, PBK. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Honored to be speaking to a legend like yourself. Oh, my word. She just went on and called me a legend. Look at me. I'm blushing. Seishani, you can't do that. And I'll tell you why. I am black. Peach black. So if you make me blush, I'm going to turn purple. And my mom won't be able to recognize me. <laughs> but thanks for that, Seishani. I'm glad to have you as our guest here as well. Maybe let's just get on to it by telling us a bit about playmakers what do you do at the sunday times i write stories at the sunday times i write a column at the sunday times i also do this podcast as i'm doing now so what do you do what does playmakers do playmakers is a business that's been around for the last 20 years we provide integrated sponsorship marketing solutions uh, that are built specifically for brands and this is local brands global brands um, and we really love what we do and you sound just like you do love what you do. Your voice says it all. Now, let me get it cracking with, with this. Last week, I did a story in the paper that spoke to what Dilute had released in their report. And they told us that the European football market has contracted for the first time in over a decade. And this spoke to the combined European football market contracting by 13% in the 2019 to 20 as overall revenues fell by at least $5.1 billion to $27.9 billion for the first reduction in revenues since the global financial crisis is or was back in 2008 and 2009. Talk to us about what, what that means. For, 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 for the peak five leagues um, in Europe, having their, 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 their contract, I mean, their sponsorship cake uh, being cut in this fashion? BBK, I think 
as you've said itself, the, the COVID-19 has really impacted all industries. It's disrupted the world uh, in more ways than one, and it's definitely changed the value of sponsorship. So I think the uncertainty of the COVID-19 itself has accelerated the shift in the way rights holders sell sponsorship. And brands make sponsorship investment based on those commercial decisions that they were able to have access to 90,000 fans. They were able to activate in stadiums and have tickets. And, and now all of that has been shifted, right? You can only do so many virtual experiences. And I think brands are now starting to really look and consider, am I in the right sponsorship? And that impacts also the local market as well. You're listening to Sports Live with BBK and my guest is Seishan Leshaba who comes through to talk to us about all the other avenues that are happening in this COVID-19 contracted economy. The English Premier League commentary streamed live and exclusive to you for as little as three rand a day. Go to sportsradio.co.za show support for your favourite team match of the day or any game you'd like to follow plus up to two hours of great sports audio a day sports radio home of the english premier league live commentaries t's and c's apply let's bring it to the local uh, experience how has this disease, this game changer disrupted the market in the DSTV Premiership? The DSTV Premiership is a unique one. I think also, firstly, what we've started to even see with our local teams is that there's new sponsorship entrants. There's new channels and new fan necessities that are being driven by our fans themselves. The fan at the heart of everything wanted faster, sooner, better. And, and I think what we can also see already with the DSTV Premiership is the, the new kind of entrance in terms of sponsors for some of our teams. We're seeing the likes of Amazulu up waiting some of their sponsors as well. So it's really in a good place in terms of engagement with fans. But I think what is now missing is us being able to actually be back in full force in the stadium, being able to have live experiences again. And I think obviously our vaccination process will be leading that conversation. Uh, we've seen it globally that in the UK, as an example, we're able to have Wimbledon with, with a full stadium. And we can't just wait for that. I mean, we know that we can't have that anytime soon, but it's definitely progress that we are moving towards. Progress we are moving towards indeed. But then when you look at the global trend of football sponsorship, what will that be internationally and how would you juxtapose that against what is happening on the local market, Seishani? Look, I think if we look at the global stage as an example, there's a few kind of big trends that we're seeing. I mean, we're seeing more betting brands playing a bigger role in football. If you look at examples in the Premier League, about 18 of the 20 of the teams have betting partners. And that has been a growth uh, in the last two or three years that we've seen. Um, and obviously, those are brands that are driving acquisitions hard. And if you even look at the likes of uh, Booking.com or the competitors of Uber, they are all driving talkability, awareness in those spaces. So we're definitely seeing new players as shirt sponsors. 
And, and I think that will definitely start playing out a little bit more in South Africa as well with our local league where the unexpected brands are taking front and center sponsorships. Like if you look at what Cape Town City recently did, um, Direct Access has now moved one level up and now they are the title sponsor of the team. So there's definitely a shift in the unexpected sponsors coming into play in the football realm. I see that it's not only direct access when you come back to the local front. You see your Hollywood bet coming into play. Your booking.com is also there. I think Betway is also there. What could be inspiring at that move? Uh, those kind of brands, and, and even if we make an example with Betway, Betway have come in hard in South Africa in terms of being involved in our in our favorite passion points, which is sport. I mean, they recently signed with with the Springboks and SA Rugby and Hollywood Bets have gone on to sponsor the Women's League, which is a great win for the women. Um, and we think uh, that shift is just because they want to drive acquisition, they want to drive association, and they want to be able to build brand love. A lot of those partners also go on to create CSR initiatives that continue to impact communities. So I think they are a lot more intentional in what they want to do in the football space outside of just having a logo on a shirt. And also, if you go to East Africa, you'll find that a country like Kenya had a very good uh, backing coming through from Sportpesa in terms of the Football Association and their professional league there. But uh, can we expect to see any of these companies that you've just mentioned, uh, Sejani, uh, moving to sponsorship of local teams themselves? Look, I think that one is an interesting conversation. I mean, if you look at globally, the legislation has not been fully passed from a football point of view. And that's why you're having so many betting brands getting into bed with teams. So I think there's definitely a shift in whether our our local rights holders will continue to allow it, if it will be regulated at some point. Um, but I, I definitely think there's a shift in seeing the value of such brands that obviously have the money to spend at the moment. And in terms of what they need from, from our fans, if, if it's just driving acquisition and as we move towards the digital world, it's becoming even easier for them to interact and, and speak to that consumer. So definitely think seeing a shift, but uh, we, we're yet to see how it continues to grow in our country outside of sponsoring uh, an example like what Hollywood Bet has done in terms of the league itself and seeing if whether we'll have more of our 16 teams participating or even at a lower uh, team base um, with, with uh, those kind of decisions being made in the boardroom. Sports Radio. Chilevans who can hit them. Oh, spectacular goal by Yuri Chilevans. Official broadcaster of the English Premier League commentary. Go to sportsradio.co.za. Show support for your favourite team, match of the day, or any game you'd like to follow. Plus up to two hours of great sports audio a day. T's and C's apply. Seishani Leshaba is the voice that you are hearing on the other end and she is the managing partner at Playmakers and you are listening to her right here on Sports Live with PBK. And there's something that I would really like to look at in a bit more detail as we continue our conversation, Seishani. When you look at the business model of South African football clubs, what do you see? How can you 
augment that? I think, uh, I mean, every team is unique in terms of its, its, its criteria, but I think sponsorship is a big part of how they drive conversation within their local communities. Um, because if you don't have a sponsor of, let's say, for example, your actual kit itself already, what are you playing in? How do you show up in a professional league setup? So having technical sponsors like the likes of Orlando Pirates having a longstanding relationship with Adidas is, is, a, is a great example of that. So how are you showing up? How are you looking? We're a country with swag. We love looking good. So that is as important as how you play on the pitch. So it's examples like that where we where we really start seeing the value of sponsorship outside of having the actual kit. So how you look, how you show up, whether you've got a, a partner that is driving you around, uh, whether you have an insurance company that's ensuring that your players are well looked after from a financial point of view. So all those pieces of, of partnerships uh, really build up a more stronger team. It's not just about the logo on the shirt, obviously, that comes with certain rights and certain funds being accessed uh, through the team. Uh, obviously, they, they get the grants, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the bigger part is for it to be a commercial business for the team itself and to really drive engagement, to really have that e-commerce platform that works so that fans get access to the merchandise, you need strong partners that will back you. And I think we've got the big three teams that are doing really, really well. And you see the recent relationship with uh, Rock Nation and Mamelodi Sundowns. That is a brilliant move from the team. And that kind of partnerships can only take those kind of teams higher and higher in terms of their commercial business and in, um, as a whole. What, what, what makes the, the partnership between Rock Nation uh, uh, Chase's empire where they've already come into the South African market, markets, albeit in a different sport, uh, the oval-shaped ball of rugby, they have that partnership with the Sharks and uh, I, I think that our sprinkle captain as well, Usiakolis, is part of the umbrella. What makes the, 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 the partnership with Mamelo the Sundowns to be so brilliant? I think they, 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 they're here to take over BBK, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but those are it's strengthening our, our sport, right? It's, it's strengthening our local relevance on a much bigger platform. Like you said, uh, Sia Kolisi is obviously our, our, our captain doing so well. But then the fact that you can start bringing in the likes of a rock nation into the Sharks portfolio, the South Sea Sharks portfolio, and then you start looking at what they're going to start doing with the Sundowns team, it, it can only get better. And it's the fact that a global uh, audiences are starting to actually look what's happening in South Africa as a whole, and hopefully also having that filter into the rest of the continent as well. So it's exciting times, exciting brands getting involved in football. Uh, football is not just the, the game itself, it's the entertainment value that comes with it that gets everyone excited and helps us get new fans into the game, younger fans at that. Earlier on, you spoke about how um, a, a team will get itself like a shared sponsorship. And you mentioned uh, Orlando Pirates. And they are in a marriage, if you like, with a Vodacom. They've been for the last four or five years with Kaiser Chiefs in, as combined to, a, to, to the tune of what? 1.5 billion. Um, looking at when that deal was made and the times that the economy was in and fast forwarding it to the times that we're in now. How will that have been? I, I know that the T's and the I's uh, will have been crossed and dotted at that stage. But if, say, they were looking at extending 
the, 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 their marriage. What will be the situation now looking at how the economy has shrunk? Um, South Africa is no exception. Look, I think it's an interesting space because merchandise or or kind of clothing collateral will always be an interesting one. And it's almost not seen as that kind of big thing to spend your last uh, uh, thousand rand on. But then I've also just seen with all the jersey drops that have been happening in the last two weeks that you start to see how the fans are just hungry for more. The fact that fans were still prioritizing getting that jersey because of that strong association to the team. I think the likes of an Adidas and the Nike that have played in the space for a long time um, have seen the equity that they've built with the two, with the teams themselves. And it's not something that you just want to let go. It comes with a lot of history, a lot of heritage, a lot of partnerships that uh, will be very difficult to kind of replicate if you looked at sponsoring something else outside of football. And if you've got 50 million people watching and consuming the local game, why would you want to be anywhere else, uh, BBK? You want to continue partnering with brands that will give you the value that you need, whether it's uh, it's a it's a logo on a shirt, whether it's uh, through a paid partnership with a broadcaster that is giving you that value for you to be able to speak to your consumer on a day-to-day basis, especially considering the fact that now we are not able to come together formally in a stadium and fill up uh, and fill up those seats. You know what? I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Um, I, I, I remember an occasion when my, my, my sons, Katleo and Kabelo, were asking me many years back as to why I am a journalist or a sport journalist. And I said to them, you know why? Because I can watch football. I can watch a game of football anywhere in the world. And at the same time, I can travel to any part of the world and get paid for doing something that is my passion. Yeah. So football remains and football shall always be. But when, when you look at the fashion parade, as I call them, the, the, the release of all this uh, uh, apparel, um, right from um, your Kaiser Chiefs, your Mamelodi Sundowns, your Orlando Pirates, we've, we've seen uh, Cape Town City, Supersport United releasing that. Well, what is the connection when you look, say, at a Manchester United shirt, when you look at a Liverpool football club shirt in terms of the pricing? What is being priced for that and what is being priced for the local market? What is the correlation there? Oh, that one is a, a bit of a different one because obviously every market is different. But what what we're seeing, I mean, we, let's not talk about Messi, right? Let's not talk about his... <laughs> his, his Lord right? have mercy and on let's, us, right? <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's just go into the fact that it's only been a couple of days and how he has moved on so quickly. Uh, but even looking at that, look at the kind of return PSG has already received from a, a shirt point of view and that new base they are now getting. He has already delivered on that ROI of how much he's going to be making with the team. So that's not going to change globally. And I think um, we are on our way there. And obviously the kind of the bigger teams, the top three or top four sometimes, if you want to consider it that way, will definitely start getting there. I, I think there's a lot of innovation when it comes to shirt designs and wanting to keep it relevant for for the younger audience, but still staying true to that heritage. Um, I'm a 
diehard Kaiser Chiefs fan, but I'm not gonna lie, I love the Orlando Pirates blue tone. That 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 new shirt excites me. Um, and whether they show up the right way, we will see in the DSTV Premiership, right? But I think for me, it's a big part of uh, we're, we're about the flair and the vibe. And and I think one way the teams show up really, really well is how they look. And they, you can see when they play that they are excited to be wearing that jersey and happy to represent that team. So I think it goes a long way in terms of us hopefully as fans getting the teams where they need to be from that perspective, but also us being proud fans and wearing our jerseys, whether it's every Friday, every derby, every single fixture. I mean, just with the recent uh, launch of the MTN8, already people are getting excited that local football is back again in its in its form. And I can already imagine that as a Friday, people are already wearing their jerseys. So there's, there's a big honor in being able to get your team jersey, the latest team jersey, and being seen and, um, and showing up. Speaking of showing up and people actually wearing their colors to the mask, you'll see when you go to Free State, when you go to Bloemfontein, I think one of the most admirable things, one of the most exciting things to see is to see a sea of green and white of Celtic supporters, especially if you're going to be able to see them in the terraces, on the stands, singing their lungs out, no vuvuzela, and bouncing, turning around and doing all those fantastic things that we miss so much with stadium attendance. Stadium attendance is an issue. We, we don't see people at the venue. We don't see palms on the seat. How has the stadium attendant or lack thereof of stadium attendant impacted on the economy in terms of what the teams make? Look, I think now it wouldn't be a fair comparison because no one has access to those stadiums. So I think if we look at what the impact of COVID has done to football in its entirety is the fact that um, the hunger for the game and for live experiences has exponentially grown. So I think when we are able to come together again, whichever shape or form in stadiums, we are definitely going to see an increase in in stadium attendance. And 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 for me, it's it's always been an interesting uh, conversation to have a BBK one that. Uh, many brands have had with the likes of a PSL uh, with our local league and even when EPSA was still the, the sponsor of the league. And it's it's one that we continue to try and unpack because outside of your big your big teams, whether it's Chiefs or Sundowns or Pirates or now Amazulu playing against uh, one of those other teams, we don't really see the the, the, the the stadium being full. And we can't say it's a ticket price or also because we have very affordable grandstand tickets, et cetera. But I think there's definitely going to be a shift in, in the new world, as, I, as we're all calling it. I think there's going to be definitely more people excited to get back to what they've missed. Because I think maybe we just took it for granted. We knew we could watch it in HD on Supersport and that was enough. But I think now people are just hungry just to come together and be able to enjoy the game they love so much. So I think it's going to change me. Well, I'm hopeful, BBK. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the sooner we, we are able to get as many people as possible vaccinated and uh, we are able to say we have found and learned ways and means to live with and around COVID, it will be great today we are able to. I mean, we've just had a series in, in, in rugby of the British and the Irish Lions and to, to have that being played. 
in, in, in front of empty stadiums. Great stuff that we won, like we did way back in 2009. But at the same time, you cannot substitute, you know, the energy, yeah, yeah, warm bodies of people being at the stadium and, and giving that natural sound as opposed to the artificial sound that you get now with television. But if we say we can't attribute the maybe lack of attendance to, to the ticket price, what could it be that makes our stadiums not be as full as the matches that you've mentioned, including the four teams? I think it's a it's a joint effort from all parties, from a sponsorship perspective, a rights holder perspective, a media perspective, to try and get more uh, people uh, or fans rather to to the games. And I think it also depends on the timings of these some of these games because if you have a midweek fixture, and and we've seen that with having a very tight season because of how our late start to the season, that obviously impacts the number of people that can even watch the game on TV. But we have to do what we have to do, right? It's over 200 games that need to be uh, broadcasted. So if, if if you think of it from that perspective, I think kind of those big fixtures on making Friday football day again is, is a good way to go. And we know that obviously, even with the DSTV Premiership, the first uh, game with, with the reigning champions will, will happen will happen on, on that day. But it's also looking at other ways that we can start making it a bigger family experience. And and I think a, a number of sponsors are moving that way to try and really incentivize fans for coming back to that stadium, whether it's it's cash prizes, whether it's giving them access to their teams in some shape or form, locker room experiences. I, I think all those contribute to getting fans excited again. And hopefully all those small bits and pieces will allow us to have fuller stadiums and and whether it is a free ticket whether it is providing transportation to making access better uh, are all things that we need to all sit around a room and discuss to say going into the new world how are we going to be a lot more intentional and not take our football for granted could it be a factor that you have a situation where you've got a professional league being sponsored by a broadcast company whose main business is to try and make sure that they've got a lot of people watching on television uh, via their pay TV channel. Is that not having an adverse effect? Kind of like cutting your nose to spite your own face. I know it's only the first season, you know, of uh, DSTV becoming the headline sponsor of the league. But could that be a contributor? Ah, BBK, you want to get me into trouble. But anyway... <laughs> no, there's no trouble at all here. Uh, People know that BBK asks questions yeah, and asks honest questions and expects honest answers from people. No yeah, trouble at it all, Seishani. This, this issue or this challenge that we're facing with, with stadium attendance, it's, it's, not, it's nothing new to the current season or the upcoming season. It's nothing new to DSTV coming into uh, the premiership as a title sponsor, just like you have Supersport as the broadcast partner. Um, I think EPSA and even beyond that, we had the same challenges in terms of stadium attendance. And you can even say maybe for NetBank as well as MTN. So I don't think we can look at it in isolation and think that because DSTV have come on board and obviously have a direct mandate to 
con- uh, get more consumers to watch the game on Supersport is is definitely the one thing. I think for me, they came in as a as an investor or as a uh, as a brand that wants to impact the local league and making sure that it's the right product. Almost as APSA handed over that baton to them to say, in this relay, it's now your turn to continue to uplift. The, the the football community, whether it's through the PSL directly or it's through the teams or it's through the fan engagements that we will be able to implement the in the new season. I think that's the conversation. So I think I don't think the two are the same in terms of yes, DSTV want more people to watch the game in the comfort of their own home. But we I think as well DSTV want to ensure that the TV product it looks good. Because what does a TV product need to look like? It needs to have fans in the stadium. So I don't think they came into the agreement looking at it in isolation and just thinking it's about how can we make more money. It was also about the fact that we want to leave a lasting impact on the football fraternity. And this is one of the ways that we can do so. And on that note, right here on Sport Live with BBK, we're going to bring it to an end and take the opportunity to also say thank you to Sesiani Leshaba, who is the managing partner at Playmakers, for taking the time to have this conversation with us. Onwards and upwards, everything of the best for the weekend and forward movement. And um, we shall touch base again, you and I. Thank you so much, BBK. I have followed your work for the longest time, so to be speaking to you was so much fun. Thank you. Say, Shani, this gray hair is not for nothing. You are making me feel so old. <laughs> Paige was actually trying to show me something on the screen from that other side. I had taken off my glasses. I couldn't make out a word of what she said. So the two of you are ganging up on me just because I'm 14 years old. 14 years old. Only 14. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Lovely. Thank you. Great stuff. All the goals, all the action. And all the live commentaries of 380 English Premier League games. Exclusive to Sports Radio. T's and C's apply.